Chocolate. 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 From Dame Cacao, I'm Max Gandy, and this is Chocolate on the Road, the show where we explore hot topics surrounding cacao and chocolate cultures around the world. So let's hit the road. We tend to think of India as colorful and crowded, brimming with activity. And in certain parts of the country, this is true. But most of these parts are in the north, where India borders Pakistan, China, and Nepal. Much further south, close to the coast, and very close to the equator, India has a tropical climate. This means year-round sun and hot weather, with seasonal rains. Particularly in the south, many people still depend upon agriculture. Most of the crops they grow are commodity crops, largely for export. One of these crops, still a very small player locally, is cacao. Could you tell me more about the supply of cacao in India? Where is cacao currently cultivated? Primarily in the four southern states, Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, Kerala, and in Karnataka. These are the four states where technically these cacao is actually grown. Uh, primarily it's sold to what used to be known as Cadbury's, the, the large chocolate maker, or to Campco. It's like a cooperative. This is Harish Kumar, the cocoa farming brains behind Regal Farms and Chocolate. But we'll come back to him in a minute. Because like most cocoa farmers in southern India, Harish didn't start out farming cocoa. He added it to his farm later on, once it became a bit popular in his region. Coco's history in India is a bit unclear. But here's what we do know. A British company brought the fruit to southern India, as early as the late 1700s. This would make sense, because we know from the last episode that neighboring Sri Lanka already had cocoa around this time. This also overlaps with the British occupation of India, which lasted nearly 200 years, until 1947. Up to that point, there were very small amounts of cocoa being grown in India. But that cocoa is said to have been brought from native Croyo varietals in South America, likely via Indonesia. The big shift in Indian cacao came in the 1960s and 70s. This is when British chocolate giant Cadbury's started giving out cocoa seedlings to farmers. These seedlings were chosen most of all for their high yield. And since that's what earns farmers money, that's what continued to be planted. In the half century since then, India has continued to cultivate cocoa. And Cadbury has continued to buy most of it. Slowly, the crop has entered different regions in the south of the country, including Harish Kumar's farm in Palachi, in the region of Tamil Nadu. They've grown cocoa on Harish's farm, Regal Farms, since 2005. And then Harish and his brother-in-law, Karthi Palaniswamy, started their chocolate brand, Soklet, in 2015. In the end of 2015, me and Manoj were just talking about it and, you know, he was looking at opportunities to do something with the cocoa to add value to the farm. And his original idea was to try and to export the beans to Europe. And like, you know, any good idea on a Saturday night, we just joked about it and uh, we said, hell with it, let's try to make our own chocolate. And that, that's how it started. So we did some online research, spoke to some people and made a test batch at home. 
we showed it to friends we knew and if they would have spat it out that would have pretty much been the end of the story but luckily we got positive feedback and you know one thing led to another and before we knew it we were talking to craft chocolate makers in the US uh, we were trying to understand we needed to have good quality cacao beans if we wanted to make good chocolate at the end of the day that's what mattered so then we set aside trying to develop and trying to build a proper fermentary uh, trying to do that and to try to produce a world class cacao bean the friends and acquaintances that we connected in the industry helped us to do that so from a test trial at home in the end of 2015 we went on to produce uh, world class cacao by the end of 2017 where we got an ICA Regal Farms Cacao won an International Cocoa of Excellence award in 2017 Beyond making the Indian news, I think that splash put Indian cacao on a lot of people's minds. And just like the public, many of the farmers in India's cocoa cultivating regions are relatively new to the crop. It's being fit onto existing farms when it can be. How is cacao usually laid out on farms? Is it usually all cacao or just a few random trees here and there? uh well here the primary shade providing crop would have to be coconut because we also have coconut here as a main tier crop which will act as the shade provider for the cacao unlike in south america or latin america where they grow it just under bananas or as a plain pure crop here you cannot do so you can only grow it under a taller tree or in some states in the hilly districts where they grow cacao they grow it under some jungle trees as well just like how they do coffee mm. some areas so much like much more like coffee. canopy yeah, yes canopy. the uh, canopy would be some other jungle tree so how would you describe indian farmers kind of generally as a whole do they tend to experiment with their crops with their land be more i don't know open to change with trends it really depends you cannot generalize it but it depends on which pocket you're talking about for example the region that i come from polachi belt there what you call generally uh, a progressive farming community but that being said you cannot say that they will experiment with anything at all if they've done their study and if they know that there is going to be potential then they would do so again it needs to have the right amount of incentive to to draw them in because labor is quite hard to come by especially agricultural labor is very hard to come by nowadays as more and more people get educated they want to move to the cities and all want white collar jobs so it's not easy to come across labor that will be coming back to work in your farms consistently every day yes yes there have also been a lot of issues with water in the last several years and the coconut trees will always come first the coconut as manoj said is the mother crop and that's what the farmer always wants to save so they would gladly chop the cocoa trees and remove them to conserve water and to make sure that the coconut survives but for harish and karthi their concern isn't just being able to grow and process their cocoa it's also selling it all of it here's karthi can you tell me what you do with all of the reject beans there are uh... Uh, two parts in terms of our beans we grade them as a b and c uh, a is our top grade beans that we set aside for exports uh, to other chocolate makers abroad 
so whatever is exported and left over we use it for our own chocolate consumption grade b is uh, there's nothing wrong in terms of flavor uh, is only question of appearance so that also we consume it for our own chocolate uh, production needs grade c is what is really rejected and that gets sold out uh, the uh, in the local is. local commodity market yeah. and what are the characteristics of those beans what, what do those rejected beans look like you know you could put it as uh, two categories one is where there has been an issue in terms of fermentation and drying you know something was wrong it was cloudy rainy it was uh, not dried properly in time or you know somebody forgot to turn some boxes and it got over fermented you know stuff like that whether there's over fermented a... under fermented yeah. uh, not been... dried well enough not uh, in, in time and uh, uh, you you didn't get the right color right appearance those kind of issues so that is one type of reject so where absolutely the flavor profile is not what we want so that we set aside as rejects the second part of uh, the rejects is what comes out in our sorting uh, because once our beans are finished we sort them for size and and we pick out anything that's deformed broken stuck beans uh, beans that are misshapen stuff like that In terms of production volume per hectare in those four main cocoa cultivating regions, the most productive region is Kerala. Kerala is also the home of several cocoa research hubs and the cacao brand GoGround. GoGround is one of the other few cocoa brands currently in India, and that is partly because India has a cocoa deficit. According to the Indian Ministry of Agriculture, the country is importing just under half of the cocoa needed for domestic demand but this demand includes production of cocoa butter and powder for export which confuses all of the statistics yet as harish and karthi would certainly tell you indian cocoa production doesn't seem like it will be rising anytime soon this brings us back to go ground because similar to regal farms go ground operates their cocoa fermentary outside of the commodity cacao market this is alias who's the farm manager at go ground go ground is motivated to process quality cocoa by giving better price to farmers to develop their living standard the company should process good quality cocoa for a good market how did you learn about cacao farming cocoa farming you see in kerala it came 40 years back we started to plant one or two trees and this type of processing and all uh, we learned when we joined here so Different. how did people used to process cacao in this normally the 90% of the farmers they are uh, plucking the cocoa and they are selling to local shops uh, then they will keep it in some barrel or something like that then one collection agency will come they will collect the cocoa and they will take to their place and they do their own processing like fermenting we don't know what, what sort of fermenting they are doing but these other collection facilities they buy also the wet beans uh, everybody is uh, buying beans nobody is buying this uh, cocoa pot is anybody buying the processed beans the dried beans uh, or shops are buying so the farmers do the farmers generally sell white beans yes. or processed beans white beans as well as uh, this uh, fermented one also which is more commonly sold farmers uh, normally uh, fermented beans would you say that most farmers in kerala have cocoa or like what percent of farmers in kerala have cocoa yeah, on their land go this uh, high range area most of the farmers have cocoa 
because uh, there they cannot cultivate this rubber or uh, anything mainly they depends upon this cocoa and uh, nutmugs and cocoa is uh, which is very uh, viable for them for planting and it will last for 30 40 years uh, if once you plant you can take the yield at least for 30 35 years and do farmers usually have only cocoa or do they have other plants as well other plants as well normally they have other plants some people are planting rubber also but otherwise coconut pepper jackfruit mango trees rubber not 100% cocoa plantation how is the traditional processing around kerala of the cocoa prepared for the the commercial market versus how are you processing the cacao once it reaches your facilities commercial market the farmers are plucking the cocoa and they are opening their own convenience otherwise the farmers will pluck it and they will uh, dry it uh, with smoke uh, then they are selling to here we are taking quality cocoa as per our direction the farmers should pluck the cocoa and they should open we are giving some directions and we will take it and do our processing on our own so on a day when you're going to pick up cacao from farmers what is a typical schedule like no normally if it is rainy season if the weather is bad then there will be problems because all the roads are not so good we are going to remote areas mainly cocoa is growing in high range high range everywhere uh, you will not get a good road or uh, good facilities traveling is little bit uh, uh, difficult those areas all the farmers go ground works with are from kerala but often during peak harvest in december and january the region sees an abundance of rainfall This can be an issue when up to half of the year's harvest needs to be collected. Around what percentage of the year's cocoa is harvested in this time? The more than 50% this year, but we cannot predict it because it all depends upon uh, this weather. This year more than uh, 50% this season we will get. When you're collecting cacao from farmers, do you pay them directly immediately? Yeah, yeah on the spot payment, cash okay. cash. And compared to the commercial traders who are buying cocoa in this region before, what is the price increase that you're offering? So uh, you see then uh, quality is also a pattern then uh, in the shops they are selling everything. The squirrel uh, attacked one and fallen one, uh, dirty one, uh, but we want only good fresh cocoa so the price i think uh, locally if it is uh, high range if it is 45 we are paying 70 up to 78 so about 50% of ah yes yeah. this is is agriculture still seen as a good job ah, agriculture is the main base of kerala most of the people uh, depends upon this agriculture when you were first talking to farmers were they suspicious at all how did you convince them to sell the cacao to you first i think people will be suspicious because uh, the stability of uh, buying because many people are coming and buying and they are going back one or two months three months uh, they will give many uh, offerings but uh, many people cannot uh, give that regular and long buying commitment yeah. now since uh, last 3 uh, years we are giving commitment the farmers are also happy you see for getting this cocoa their work is also a little bit different they have to devote their own time for plucking and opening the work starts from them so if they are doing well our quality and everything is good farmers are already having to put more effort into preparing cocoa for go ground 
So right now the company sells both organic and non-organic cocoa, because that's what farmers offer. But they're trying to convince farmers towards more organic production, due to market demand. Organic certifications still mean a lot to consumers, so many of their buyers want certified organic beans. Even if they're already being processed in an organic manner, the certificate means something. And this includes local Indian chocolate makers, who are doing bean to bar in small batches. They want organic cocoa. But bean to bar chocolate itself is still a new concept in India. But I'll let our friend Karthi of Soklit explain the history there. What has the evolution of bean to bar been like in India? Who are some of the early makers who've popped up? Uh, bean to bar in India is for actually a country that grows cacao. It's a very minuscule number. Today, as we speak, there are less than five. There are five people, in fact, uh, in India. Uh, the oldest one actually is a guy who started out of Mysore in 2012. Uh, at that time, his brand was called Earthloaf. Uh, now it's called Navinola. So he's he's a South African who's from the UK who's ended up in Mysore. So he's the first one. Uh, the second one we have is a company called Mason and Co. Out of uh, Oroville and Pondicherry. Again, that's run by a French guy who lives in Pondicherry. So he's a bean to bar guy again. Number two, I think. He was started somewhere about 2013-14 or so. Uh, other than that, there are a couple of people out of uh, Mumbai and Cochin. Yeah, that's about it. So, so you hardly have five or six people in the country. These and are the people that are established, and I'm sure that there are a lot of another handful of people that are not yet, not yet I mean, big you, brands as yeah, yet, but they are just still selling just out of the house or you know starting. Yes, their they've own already started. Yeah. So, but it's still a minuscule number. For a country like India, this is still a minuscule number, yes. I mean, yeah, the population is like over three times the U.S. And yeah. look at how many makers we have. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think it's coming? I will answer it in, in a couple of different ways. Uh, is this going to increase? Definitely yes, no question about it. But to what extent and scale, I'm not so sure. Because see, what happens is for craft chocolate, for bean to bar chocolate, if your bean is not good, then you know, that's the end of the story. You're not going to get to make good chocolate, period. And I think that's where the trickier part in India is. Because in India, still today, barring two fermentaries, there is literally no fine flavor cacao available. So that sort of, I think, limits and puts pressure on bean to bar makers who are looking for raw material. Finally, you know, it's very hard to compete against a market where where the other brands and the players are, you know, they're selling uh, chocolate bars for 20 cents, 25 cents, 30 cents. Uh, you need to build your story, you need to build your narrative, and, uh, and it takes time and it's tough. One other chocolate maker Karthi mentioned earlier is Chicharam Craft Chocolate in Coimbatore. I'm Aron. I run a cafe called Infusions in Coimbatore and I also run a bean-to-bar chocolate brand called Chitram in Coimbatore. Chitram is a very young company, started by Arun and his late mother back in 2018. And basically since he started making chocolate, the universe has been pushing Arun towards making more of it. So when you were initially building up your equipment that you needed for those first few batches with your mom, how did you go about that? And how is that different from how you built up this factory that you're using now? Okay. So initially, I got one grinder 
Malanja from Coco Town. The reason I got it from Coco Town was uh, we did the workshops and after the workshop I wanted one grinder which looked cute on the table and I wanted that to be at the cafe for people to taste bean to bar freshly ground chocolate at the cafe. But sadly the sound the noise of the grinder a lot of client, customers felt it was it was something which was difficult for them and then I started using it for making bars and so it went out so we started with one grinder and coco town today have helped us with a lot of technology support and uh, we have now a small setup with a machinery manufacturing when people think of savory flavors in indian cuisine what do they usually think of so we have the cardamom and all of these which are like quite commonly used flavors like probably chili is part pepper chili is part of our uh, it's like a lot because indian uh, most of our cooking is with spices we have bay leaf used in most of these and we have the star anise and all these things used in a lot of cooking i guess a, a better question is are there any spices that are only for savory or only for sweet there are one or two spices which are used majorly in sweets rose for instance is only sweet see i think the indian food industry is evolving so much with all the infusions and the new con- new product developments and all that and it's not restricted anymore to the authentic few dishes which were part of the menu uh, recent study said like pizza is one of our biggest selling food in the country so these are the industries which are growing in india right now so it's like a changing market and Indian food as such is a blend of a lot of spices it's a it's a balanced meal What do local people in Coimbatore think of cacao and chocolate It's it's very common to have chocolates in India right now the bigger brands take the majority of the market share like you have the brands which have a lot of retail support and distribution channels and all that and there are brands around the world right now the biggest trend is for people to use calibo that's the that's a that's a trend right now in terms of consumption cadbury's is the major market shareholder and then you have nestle so if you were to walk into an indian supermarket and you walked in the chocolate section what would you see cadbury's a lot of people relate to chocolate in india as dairy milk most of them know chocolate as dairy milk so cadbury's is chocolate for a lot of them are there any local chocolate brands like uh, local mass market chocolate brands uh local mass market chocolate brands are available but not very prominent there are very far and few regional players probably but it's all cadbury's and the- nestle Does Cadbury's use any Indian cacao? Yes. Most of the cacao used for Cadbury's sold in Indian market is from Indian farms. Is it produced in India? Yes. It's very hot in India in the summertime. In the south it remains hot year round. So you'll see most chocolates in branded fridges full of only that company's products. Right now the main fridges say Cadbury and Hershey's. But you may also see a Calibo fridge there soon enough, because along with this trend towards Calibo as a fancier chocolate, Calibo is currently building a factory and lab in India. This will lower their production costs over time and increase their presence in the country. But Calibo is not the only country looking to expand. 
Indeed, theirs isn't even the only type of chocolate that will expand in coming years. So how do you think your business will be different in five or ten years? The Indian market is what we are concentrating on. There is a lot of opportunities in the market. We are trying to educate people in terms of having chocolate with cocoa butter. Which is the major issue here. A lot of chocolates which are being sold here are more with the vegetable oils. The compound chocolates, the Kovachar. So that's the first step what we have taken to educate people on good quality chocolates. The next is bean to bar. The bean to bar is a bigger market around the world. So right now we are concentrating on Coimbatore, Chennai and other nearby regions. But uh, we expect in the next 5 to 10 years to be in at least few more places around the world. Outside of India. Outside of India. In India and outside of India. Because I think what we do is a celebration of Indian cacao and Indian flavors. We are keeping it as close to our native in terms of what we do with the product. And I think that would give us the edge in terms of getting to the other markets. Especially with the Indian diaspora. Yes. Yes. And uh, we realized that because... The mango lassi gave us that identity around the world. And after that, I see a lot of Indian sweet infused into chocolates also, Indian drinks or sweets. So I realize there's a lot of scope. People are exploring that market. And uh, it's always good to realize that you're on the right track because there's so much happening around which is similar. What's something that might surprise people about the Indian chocolate market at the moment? People are ready to listen and are ready to explore and are not rigid with their thoughts or conservative. The Indian market right now in terms of chocolates, food industry in India, especially in the cities, people want healthy food. They want healthy alternative to all the indulgence they do. And we are trying to offer that. Our Bean to Bar brand has just been year old. We all year and a half. We don't have our own farms, so that's also a rest because we are working with an, another farmer, they have their own limitations, their own crunch, cash crunch and other factors put into picture. So when a lot of farmers are approaching us now to work along is when we realize the market is growing. The farmers say they are, the money is one thing, they want to do something about their produce. So now we want to work with them and give them something in terms of technology with which we get good quality beans and they get good beans also, which they can sell it for a better cost. Eventually more income. Yeah, generate more income. It, it's, it's, it's like giving back because we just don't want to be the one person gaining. We want everyone to gain because most often it's always that monopolization which results in destruction of a market. There's one person who grows, the rest don't. So we want to make sure everybody gets their share. And we also bring in farmers who are younger want to venture into something which is away from the safe route and uh, and once they are ready we just have two three farmers on board now who are ready to work along with this everything is available very easily for us so that's also another uh, positive to look into the outlook for individual makers will always vary so it's important both to talk to multiple makers and to take a step back. You need to look at the industry as a whole. In the case of India, this means reminding ourselves where current consumption is. What is the most popular chocolate type product in India 
And why do you think that is the most popular? Well, the most popular chocolate product in India today is your cheap commercially produced milk chocolate bars. That's what it is. And um, I think we have the British and the history to thank for that because that's what culturally India has seen in the last 60, 70 years or the last 100 years. That accounts for probably more than 90% of the market share now. Uh, are, are any of these bars made with palm oil or are they actual milk chocolate bars? Uh, it's a little tricky because in India today, uh, the FSSAI, which is our you know governing body as far as labeling and food safety standards are concerned, chocolate is still not a very highly defined subject yet. So the labeling laws are not very particular yet. So pretty much today you can call what you want and get away with it. There, there isn't really a lot of transparency at this point in time. So to answer your question, is there palm oil? I'm pretty sure there is palm oil in many of the chocolates, but uh, yeah, I honestly, I don't know which ones are which. Indians eat a lot of dairy products, especially in their sweets. And this is due to the status of the cow in India as a sacred animal for religious reasons. It's actually illegal to kill a cow anywhere in the country. So they consume all the excess milk produced. My theory is that this makes milk chocolates naturally more appealing and familiar. More milk than cocoa. But no one I spoke with really took off with that theory, so I suppose we can move on. Anyway, back to Karthi. So what are your most popular products, both domestically and internationally? Is there any difference? I mean, the international market is not very big for us at this point in time. We are present in... A few stores in the Benelux region in Europe and we have, you know, like one uh, online retailer in the US who carries us and one in the UK. I think what internationally has sold well has actually been the chili and the coffee. And of course, our 70% bar. I think these three. Domestically, it's been very difficult to put a finger on uh, because geographically different bars have done, done yes. well in different, different areas of the country. Yes. Uh, for example, coffee has reasonably done well throughout. But if you see coconut, for example, the coconut bar has done well in the south, whereas in the north, it has not done well at all. Ginger and mint have done well in the north, have not done well in the south of India. So it's, it's been a little mixed. Overall, I think no. uh, it's fair to say that the dark chocolates, the 70 and 82 have done, they have done well, well, whether it's domestically yeah. or whether it's internationally they've done very well but uh, again the uh, very popular selling flavor for us infusion would be the filter coffee filter coffee is done well here as well as internationally also the chili also has done well here and in, in internationally but uh, internationally I, we find that people are a little more experimental they are more keen to new things whereas here they are a little more slower but the trend is changing all the time India now has quite a history of making chocolate machinery and some cocoa production and now some chocolate making. Which of these, if not all, do you see growing the most in the future? The next five, ten years, uh, if you see the cocoa production, I do not see this increasing significantly in any way because, you know, the last few years, if you look at the actual global average prices for commodity cacao, it has actually been flat or in fact it has gone down. And uh, today, actually the Indian prices are actually higher than global prices. And, uh, and which, those prices are not attractive for an Indian farmer. Yes. Yes. 
So it's, uh, I don't see farmers lining up uh, to plant more cacao anytime soon. Uh, they will do so, I think, only if in terms of climatic conditions, in terms of water resources and in terms of the mother crop enabling them to do so. Here is coconut. Uh, in other places, it's, you know, different trees. But uh, I think if that gives a conducive environment, then there may be some increase. But I don't see anything drastically happening. And uh, I'm just again clarifying on what uh, Harish said is when when i spoke about prices and when he spoke about prices we mean prices for bulk commodity cacao yes. we're not talking about fine flavor specialty cacao now fine flavor specialty cacao is uh, is completely a different story there what happens is you know for the farmer it's it's always a case of a chicken and egg uh, because today for the farmer to sort of invest his time in order to better manage the crop and to actually ferment and dry cacao the way it's supposed to be takes money and effort and I think in India today a farmer will start doing it only when he sees money on the table for the buyer it's always the other side of the coin they will pull money out of the pocket only when the cacao is on the table and I think that probably will take some time to change I think we've, we've, we've not even scratched the surface but we need to wait and watch Karthi, Harish and Arun all agree that there will be more chocolate makers coming out of India. But the cocoa production? It probably won't change much, unless big price increases are implemented. So while makers are working on scaling up production, you can look forward to more Indian chocolate on the market, at home and on the road. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Chocolate on the Road. If you liked it, please rate, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and share it in any way you see fit. Your support makes all the effort put into each episode worth it. And a special huge thank you to Karthi, Harish, Arun, and Alias for being in this episode. To learn more about our guests, please check out the show notes for this episode at the link in the description, or on my website at damecacao.com. That's D-A-M-E-C-A-C-A-O dot C-O-M. Have a wonderful day, and I hope you'll join me next time we go on the road. Mm-hmm.